Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of the Fat Guy Forum. And this is our very special holiday episode, which, as you can hear, features John brushing up against his microphone. It's uh, not me, man. Yeah, it totally is. I can actually see it's you. Um, oh. Yeah. Sorry, dude. So, to, with me today, as you can hear, I have John Arpino, JF's Journey. I also What's have up? I have Miles Russell, aka Telecron, out there with us as well. We are bringing you another group episode of the Fat Guy Forum, right in time to help you prep for the holidays. Um, because if you're in the U.S., Thanksgiving is just a couple days away, and we've got Christmas and Hanukkah and New Year's and all that fun stuff coming up for people. So we're going to dive into what the holidays used to be like for us. We're going to talk about what they're like now and tackle some of your questions as well. So, oh, and you're going to hear that noise, Gorming? Do I hear Do you that? Hear it? Do you hear it? Your it's voice. the holiday season. Are you ready? Oh, I'm, I'm fucking ready. Um, it's the holiday season. Let's I, do this. I was literally roasting nuts last night. I was. What, what is more holiday than roasting nuts? On an open fire? Uh, no, I live in an apartment in a city. There's no open fire. So. Oh, yeah, that would have been really bad. I, when I, when I grew that up, we had an open fire in my apartment because that's how um, hard my, <laughs> my, my childhood was. Uh, sure it was, Miles. Sure. I believe that. Uh, yeah, man. That, we that, used to make galamad on a on a on a on a barrel in the backyard. Yeah, you, know, you ever seen you know like that 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 cliche of like a like homeless person standing around an oil drum with a fire in it? That was just my living room. I, that's what I was just thinking. Oh well, I didn't realize that I, I had two charity cases on the line today. So that'll be that'll be that, that that'll be fun to dive into when you when we can start to say what was your favorite Christmas memory? Well, there was one year we got gifts from the local police department. Uh, that'll be fun. So we're gonna we're gonna just get we're gonna jump jump right into things and just start with you know if, if we want to talk about what the holidays used to be like for us when we because all three of us you know if anyone for some reason has no idea who these guys are th I, there's several episodes with each of them but go back they both have have fantastic weight loss stories and we're all uh, kind of at that point in our journeys where our our goals aren't necessarily focused on dropping pounds anymore but about um you know, getting strong, doing different things. Um, I'm sure we'll talk some about that, but go check out their episodes. Today, we're going to talk about the holidays specifically. And, and guys, what what did the holidays used to be like for you when you were at your heaviest, when you were bigger? I mean, for me, I mean, like, a, I come from a really stereotypical Italian family, so it's just food all day long. You start in the morning with breakfast and you don't end until about 1030 at night with dessert. What about you, Miles? Um, well, I think for me, it's a little bit different because I grew up, um, and I, I, I was overweight by the time I was, um, you know, in late elementary school or middle school. And for me, my parents separated when I was in elementary school. And so at a very young age, I had, um, the problem of not having a family together for like Thanksgiving or Christmas, um, for the first couple of years. And so like, I associate like my early, early holidays with not really having much of a celebration. And then after my parents kind of worked through that, my grandfather's house became kind of the focus. And so when I was young, we'd go to my grandparents' house um, and my grandfather's wife, who's now passed, she was an amazing cook. And so I associate Thanksgiving with, with, and Christmas with her, her cooking 
And the thing was, is when I grew up, I mean, there was an oil drum on fire, but we grew up with a lot, not with not a lot of money. And so we didn't have necessarily a lot of nice things. My parents couldn't really cook very well. So when we were on our own for holidays, it wasn't actually that interesting. It was cheap store-bought cookies, maybe like some poorly cooked, um, you know, ham or something like that. But at my grandfather's house, it was like a, an, a cornucopia of all these desserts, all this, this great Southern soul food cooking. Um, and basically kind of like, for me, it was all these exotic things I couldn't have normally. So it was like this amazing celebration of food. Um, it wasn't all day, but it was this, this dinner that, that I looked forward to because it brought my family together with amazing food. Nice, nice. And I mean, for me, I, I think it's like almost a combination of the two. Um, I, we're not Italian, but, um, no, I'm sorry, <laughs> I know. Right. Right. But we, I do, I do also come from a, a split up family that they split up when I was really young. So the holidays, but both sides of my family had strong holiday traditions. So like it eventually became about first being shuttled around in cars and then also having to drive myself around. Um, Christmas Eve was always at my uncle's house and the thing that, you know, and there's always food tied to everything. So like he was big on his uh like you can appreciate this sean uh his his meatballs and sauce like that was his that was his thing so and he loved because i also was was big on making that because we both we both we both learned it we learned the recipe from his dad my grandfather who had passed away so it was like we were two of the people that kept that sauce alive in the family Mm -hmm. and so you know on christmas eve he was like we actually had a year a christmas eve where he wanted he wanted to do a a cook-off between his sauce and my sauce so that was fun that's awesome. But we meatballs and sausage on Christmas Eve and then Christmas Day, you know, both sides, like my dad's side of the family has some some traditions like my my same grandfather's bread stuffing and my stepmother's meat stuffing. And on my mom's side, there was always my grandmother's pies. Lemon meringue and chocolate cream were specifically like her her signature pies. But she always made a banana cream pie just for me because that was my favorite thing. So like That's disgusting. I'm sorry. Banana cream. Ugh. Yeah, it's so it's it's amazing. I think what's interesting about that, hearing you talk about having meatballs and a banana cream pie, is how different holidays are just in terms of what food we associate. I don't associate Christmas with meatballs. That's just bizarre. Really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, see, in my, in my house, it's just that's what it is for two days. Yeah, yeah. I but mean, I do, I do like the fact that all three of us can relate. Like, I come from a divorced family, and now I know that you you both come from a divorced family. So, I mean, holidays were always where you were going, like if you were going, if I was going to my mom's side or if I was staying with my dad's side, like, um, like Christmas was predominantly always just spent on my dad's side forever. That's just how I know it. Totally. Cause, um, as I got older, you know, where, where Christmas was held changed or if I was in college in like a different state or after now that I'm back home in Washington state, my parents are, you know, we're all, I'm an, I'm an adult. I go to different people's houses for different events and it totally changes what I'm expecting the meal to be like. Cool. And and how I mean, how does this season resonate for each of you? Like, are the holidays something that's important for you or like, does it is it something that really doesn't isn't it? Because, you know, some people get really into Thanksgiving and Christmas and Halloween and different holidays. Like what? How are you guys about the upcoming holidays? Um, I, I would say for me, like the holidays for me are they're pretty important because just for nostalgia, because for me, as I said before, like my my family separated when I was young. And like the holiday for me, I associate fond memories of going to my grandfather's house and everybody being together and happy. Um, and when I went to college, 
I went to college in a different state and going home for Christmas was something that I couldn't always afford to do. Um, so when I could afford to go home for Christmas, it was like a treasured memory, you know, of going back to see my family for a while, um, at my grandfather's house, update everybody. And then when I, um, after college, I moved to, uh, California with my then girlfriend and was in her state for the holidays. And so it was always like, for me, like looking forward to this big family gathering, um, with a lot of time together. And to me, like, that's the most important thing. It's like being with the people, um, first. Uh, and it's because the food has always changed. So I don't necessarily have any treasured memory of like one food dish. It's more like who I'm with. And I always look, fondly look forward to like being with family. And I'm kind of an, an introvert who doesn't necessarily love being with my family all the time. But for me, like the holidays is when I want to be with them. See, for me, I mean, I was never a big Thanksgiving person. And I mean, that, that just goes back to my childhood growing up. Um, in, in like my early, early stages of the life, I was allergic to a lot of, uh, a lot of foods. So like I was allergic to turkey forever, like until I was like 10 or 11 years old, I was allergic to turkey. So I remember like back when, um, you remember like when your elementary school would kind of like have a Thanksgiving party, for example, every, like the, the class moms would make a Thanksgiving feast for the kids. So like turkey, whatever stuffing, corn, et cetera. I couldn't eat that stuff. So I was the kid whose mom had to bring them in actually McDonald's because I couldn't eat turkey. So I was sitting there eating, you know, McDonald's hamburger and chicken nuggets and everyone was chowing down on, you know, all the home style food. Um, but I predominantly never really liked Thanksgiving. Thank, um, Christmas was more my thing. Um, I think that's just because of like the Italian heritage that I have that uh, Christmas was always just such a big deal. And Thanksgiving was just kind of looked over. Um, it's not that I don't like Thanksgiving. It's just, I always associated it with foods that I didn't really care for as a kid. Cause I just wasn't used to it. Um, growing up now, I mean, Thanksgiving was something that I predominantly spent in my mom's house. So like my mom would make Turkey, she would make the stuffing, um, mashed potatoes and whatnot. And then Christmas was always just spent on my dad's side of the family. And that was just sauce, uh, ham, um, monogot, Stuff of that nature. I'm just going to name off a million Italian things with nouns and you're all just not going to know what I'm talking about. So I'll stop now. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I can agree with one thing about the Thanksgiving food. So for me, I would say Christmas is more important to me than Thanksgiving, even though Thanksgiving is an important get together. Because I also, I just don't have any love for a lot of the classic Thanksgiving foods. And we didn't eat, we didn't eat a lot of them in my family. Like turkey is to me is, is kind of an insult to uh, taste and sense, you know, that's why people have to deep fry it or stuff it. It's not very good to cook a whole bird. Maybe some smoked turkey like legs is one thing, but the idea of just eating turkey, I have all these memories of going to like a school event or some random person's house and trying their dry gross turkey. And I, didn't, I don't like a lot of the classic like, like desserts that you have at Thanksgiving and spreads. And in my family, the cooking is, is like soul food. So we had much better alternatives, at least to me culturally. And then once the people in my family passed who stopped making those things, like the idea of going to someone's house and having these things that we didn't have growing up or I found gross didn't really appeal to me. So I don't have an emotional connection to like, you know, you know, cornbread stuff and like gourmet or something like that. Um, I have more of an emotional connection to my grandmother's jambalaya or like red beans and rice. And like if you tell somebody like, what do you have on Thanksgiving? And you're like, we have red beans and rice. They're like, what are you smoking? Dude, I'd much rather come to your Thanksgiving, damn. <laughs> 
Mm. For real. Well, first, I, I have no emotional connection to cornbread stuffing. You have an emotional <laughs> connection to cornbread no, and stuffing. I, I, I think you have I a don't. physical connection, Gourmet. I think no. your hands inside no, the bag right I don't, now. I'm sorry. I don't at all. This is actually the first. This holiday is actually the very first time I'm making a cornbread stuffing, and it's keto cornbread. I actually, I have a, I have a, I have a, like it's funny for me because I, for me, Thanksgiving and Christmas are both important, but they're important for different reasons. Mm -hmm. Thanksgiving is food. Thanksgiving is food for me. Thanksgiving meal, Thanksgiving dinner is my favorite meal. Like the, I just don't see that. Heavy. I, just, I don't know why. Well, well, I you don't fucking have to. Like I'm telling you my <laughs> holiday story. How about how? This is not this is not John's show. This is about the three of us. So I'm going to tell you my answers now instead of sitting here saying no. You're why weird. You, you can't like why you always, okay? Why you always got a meatball in your mouth, dude? Why uh, you always got a meatball in your mouth? I don't know, man. It was so that way. back to me. Back to me. Since I sat quietly while you went on, <laughs> why don't you why don't you simmer down and stop rubbing against your microphone? Um, not rubbing anything, man. Oh, okay. Well, I'll I'll play the track back for you in a little bit. All right, I'm um, sorry. So anyway, anyway, Thanksgiving dinner, the food is most important because, and like Miles, you're saying you don't like turkey. Like I fucking love turkey. I love turkey. I love turkey with gravy. I love mashed potatoes. And then my grandfather has a bread stuffing. It's called we call it the chop chop, because you literally take white bread and put it into a giant pan with and take a, a cleaver. And chop it until it turns into mush with pork and onions and celery and, and broth and some seasoning. And every member of my family still does this on Thanksgiving Eve. And like I sometimes still do it for the rest of my family, even though I can't eat it now, because I, I'm the only person that goes to my dad's house that has actually kind of conquered the recipe. But my stepmother makes a meat dressing that I love. Um, it also has some bread and potatoes in it. Um, you know, like like I said, turkey gravy, mashed potatoes. Um, what else? Turnip and carrots, roasted onions, corn, like every carb you can think of. I love on Thanksgiving pumpkin pie. Love it. All of it. Christmas for me is more. I love giving people gifts. Like I love finding like a gift. And even if I'm not spending a huge amount of money, like finding the right gift that resonates with someone like that's like my thing. So I love doing that. I love my family does a Yankee swap on, uh, or people call it a white elephant on Christmas Eve. I love that because I feel like those rip families apart uh, when people start fighting over things. So I, I kind of morbidly enjoy watching that happen. We do one at, we do one at my work Christmas Eve brunch, and I'm like, oh, this is so great! This is great team building. We're all gonna hate each other by the end. <laughs> um, and often people, you know. You know, people people get into that stuff. So it's 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 kind of fun that we keep those traditions going. But, you know, for me, like the holidays are just are that time. It's good to be with family. It's good to. And then honestly, I think because two years ago I spent Christmas in the hospital and didn't have Christmas, really. Right. Like Christmas means so much more to me now. Like last Christmas was really important. This Christmas is really important. Like, I just feel like that time and being able to be out and about during that time instead of like. Like Christmas Day, I literally didn't see anyone until like one o'clock, uh, 12 o'clock. And then later that night, you know, some people came after they finished like their plans and their Christmas travel and everything. Like it was a very, very kind of like awkward holiday. So like for me, Christmas is is, is a big deal now. Um, I, I, I mean, I and, Go ahead. Oh, I was saying like, yeah, I mean, not to steal thunder, but I think like Christmas to me is a holiday that's only grown in significance over time. It's changed though, because mm. when I was a kid, I, I 
it was one, the time of the year we got a lot of nice gifts, right? Because I said, mm-hmm. like, my parents right. would, 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 like, I, you know, probably, like, if my mom's honest, like, go into credit card debt to make sure we got, like, presents, you know, and toys. Mm-hmm. And so I associate Christmas with, with opening a lot of nice gifts for my mom. And then, you know, my grandfather would, would give us nice gifts as well. So I, I associate it more from my childhood memories with the gifts than the food. But then, again, like, having my grandmother's great cooking. And on Thanksgiving, we we would do non-traditional stuff. But for Christmas, it would be, like, classic ham, you know, ham or maybe, um, maybe like, like, like some sort of prime rib type thing. Although I remember a couple right. of times my grandma would do, like, crab legs, you know, or something like that. But Christmas became, like, an important thing. Like every year, because I went to college, um, you know, there was like the orphan Christmas for people who weren't going home a couple of years. Or I would um, like my, my I, w- I spent a couple Christmases with my girlfriend's family in California and saw her family, which is Mexican, do it differently and like different foods and like this giant family with like way more kids. And then now I have, um, you know, a partner and with a family with their own traditions. And so Thanksgiving to me is like just, it's just a fun t- I mean, Christmas is just a fun time seeing how different families celebrate. And now I'm, I care less about gifts, more about like, you know, helping people like find something fun to do or cook or plan. And I, re- I just really enjoy it the more time passes. So, so like Miles said, um, Thanksgiving, you know, was always just like an afterthought for me, but Christmas was always the big holiday in my house. You know, for me, it was just always, um, like he said, associated with gifts and presents and whatnot. And then, um, in 2010, Christmas kind of fell apart for, for me and my family. My grandfather actually passed away on Christmas day in 2010. Mm. So when that happened, um, it just totally kind of wrecked Christmas for, for me and, and my dad's side of the family for, for a really long time. I mean, it affected oh, yeah. me and my sister really, really bad. Um, so I mean, just, 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 um, Two years ago, like the, within the last two years or so, um, I'm just starting to be able to listen to Christmas music without, you know, getting really emotional. Um, so I always look forward to Christmas every single year. And Christmas was like my family's, um, my family's big, big day. Um, more so Christmas Eve, because I think that's like the Italian side of it. Like Christmas Eve is really the holiday in the Italian culture than, than so much Christmas Day. Christmas Eve, we just get together and we eat. Like it is just a serious Olympic event of eating mm-hmm. and how much food you can, you can put in your mouth in one sitting. Um, yeah. and do you guys do the, do you guys do the, the, the feast of the seven fishes on Christmas Eve? So we do, we do, we, we do the feast of the seven fishes. Um, now again, I'm allergic to everything under the sun. So when, when my grandma used to cook, um, the seven fishes, my grandfather would actually have to take me out of the house because I was so highly allergic to fish. I still am and seafood because I can't be around it while it's cooking. So oh, that, wow. So then that's when me and my grandpa would spend the most amount of time together because he would just, we would just drive around aimlessly and look at Christmas lights um, while my grandma finished cooking, you know, the lobster tail and the galamad and the shrimp and, you know, all the seven fishes and all that good stuff. And then once that was done cooking and the house, the house kind of air out, you know, I would, we would go back and then we would start to eat for the day. Um, but then once he passed, it kind of made Christmas like a little weird. It kind of made Christmas kind of like, for me at least, it made Christmas a little bit taboo. Like, I really want to enjoy this day, but I'm really upset by the fact that I lost like my best friend on this day. You know what I mean? So I'm just starting to get back into the quote unquote holiday spirit. 
And I think I'm starting to appreciate holidays more, especially Christmas, for that reason. Um, before it was just kind of like a day on the calendar that I was told I have to celebrate for X, Y, and Z reason. And now I'm kind of looking at it as a way that I can celebrate my grandfather's life a little bit. Um, so, you know, holidays definitely change and the meanings of holidays change as you go through life's journey. Oh, for sure, man. That That's awesome. And, and I think that's a great, you know, continuing that spirit, you know, is always a great way. Like, that's one of the things like my our, our, our Christmas Eve traditions come from my uncle and he's my uncle that passed away this past month. And, oh, okay. you know, it was his daughter hosts Christmas Eve now. And, and we had a discussion, you know, last week where I was like, are you sure you want to do Christmas Eve? And she's like, one of her one of her dad's friends in Florida said the only thing he wanted was to be able to be back here this year for Christmas. So, you know, she's like, we have to do it. We have to do it for him. So I, I think a lot of times like memories like that can definitely be tied into the holidays and keeping those traditions going like keeps those people keeps keeps those people alive for us. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. And, and as the older I got, I think tradition is more important to me. And so I really look forward to holiday when we have certain kind of traditions, whatever, whatever family group I'm with, as long as it's something that you know, we're kind of keeping on the spirit or something. I really enjoyed that and get a lot of value from it. Right. So, so now that we've talked about like our traditions and, you know, our, our, our feelings about food at the holidays, we're going to start talking about like the meat of this episode, which really is, you know, handling the holidays with weight loss and fitness and all of those things. So do you guys remember the very first holiday season you went into uh, on your weight loss journeys? Like not, not past attempts, but like this successful weight loss journey you've been on right now. Like, do you remember what it was like going into that holiday season? Yeah, um, I, I, I do. I would say that because um, I, I, I started losing weight about eight years ago. And exactly. Um, and I started it in October of 2011 is when I first went to the, the ketogenic diet. So that's like like a month before Thanksgiving. Um and the holiday season, but I had the benefit of the fact, or like, I don't know if it's a benefit, but I was in law school at the time. So I was not home. I had no plans to go home, um, for Thanksgiving. And so it was me and, um, my girlfriend and whatever friends we had in St. Louis doing kind of like a friend's Thanksgiving. And so I don't, I didn't, I wasn't like tracking calories and I was very like new to the whole idea of what a low carb diet was. And so I was like, I won't eat bread. So I just remember eating some chicken and some vegetables or not chicken, you know, whatever turkey or vegetables were around and being able to kind of handle it fine without any stress. It was like one of the actually least stressful holiday, uh, oh, like, wow. on, on, yeah, exactly. Cause I was kind of new, I was having fun. I wasn't worried about anything. I was just getting started and the scale was like, you know, I was dropping like 10 pounds a week or something crazy like that because of all the water weight that was coming off. Obviously, mm. I was like, you know, 460 something pounds back then. So the beginning of your journey is really like smooth. Well, at least it was for me. And then it then it slows down as you, you get less, you know, you're not tracking or you're not like, you know, actually eating a deficit. But for the first like holiday season, it was pretty easy. And then for Christmas, I came home and I was like, oh, I'm like doing a low carb diet. And everyone was kind of like, oh, that's interesting. Um, here, here's some cheese. And everyone in my family was kind of accommodating. And me and my mom spent that holiday together and my mom was very aware because she was someone who gave me a lot of information about the low carb diet she was like oh we can do we can do this um we she didn't do any baking but we were kind of it was kind of us together my brother was actually at sea because my brother was a sailor and so he wasn't home and so it was me and my mom and we we're able to kind of totally survive the first season together totally fine i would say like since then there's been much more stressful holidays for me as a dieter but the first one was actually pretty easy 
Awesome. What about you, John? Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of weird. Um, when I first started my journey, um, I kind of did like the low carb thing, which which like Miles said, which was pretty easy. It was just like, you know, don't, you know, stay away from bread and stuff. So I didn't, like I said, I don't really like Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving was easy. I just had some, some turkey, a little bit of corn, whatever. Um, Christmas, Christmas was a little bit harder the first time around because um, obviously pasta, all that good stuff I was trying to stay away from. So again, I would just kind of focus on just having the proteins and not so much the sides or, or the, or the pasta dishes and whatnot. But my second year into my journey is when I, um, I had my gastric sleeve done and that, that was a very interesting, um, go around because I had my gastric sleeve done on November 14th of 2016 and literally the following week was Thanksgiving. So, um, that Thanksgiving was just totally weird, totally awkward, kind of more chaotic for my family than it was for me because, um, everybody just didn't know enough in, in like my family. Like I'm talking like aunts and uncles and stuff like that. Not so much my in-home family, but like, you know, that side of my family, they didn't know a lot about the gastric sleeve surgery. So the whole time they're kind of looking at me like an alien, like, Oh, well, what can you eat and what can't you eat? And like, do you want some of this? Are you sure you have, you've had enough food? Like that was kind of like the, the stressful Thanksgiving for me during my journey because I was very new to the style of eating. I was literally like a week in to, to having the sleeve done. So I was still not even on solid food yet. So I was sitting there, you know, having half a spoonful of mashed potatoes and like two bites of turkey and I was done. And then there's my huge big Italian family who's like, you've had enough food. Like you just started to eat. We all just, we all just sat down. How are you done? Like, uh, concerned for the fact that I'm not eating. So that, that's more of the annoying, like, um, the annoying thing that comes with dieting during the holidays, the, the constant questions of if you had enough or come on, it's the holidays or, um, them not knowing that physically I could not even put the food into my body because I would a be in pain or B I may throw up on you, you know? Mm. So, well, that would, that would make for a nice little holiday display. I think. Oh, I think that would be lovely. It would be colorful at least. Yes. Um, <laughs> for me, uh, so my first Chris, my first like Thanksgiving keto, like I had already been like, where was I at that point in my journey? Like I really had been, uh, it, well, it's funny, actually, because like if it's now that I actually kind of put myself into that headspace, like my first Thanksgiving was when I was starting to get really sick, uh, when my pneumonia was starting to get really bad. Uh, my approach to food was um, really kind of more about uh, I had already kind of gone through that discovery phase with keto, like, oh, I can try new things. So I think I thought more about utilitarian dishes and I kind of did the traditional like we're going to have turkey. So I'm going to bring roasted Brussels sprouts and cauliflower mashed potatoes with me um, to Thanksgiving dinner. And I wasn't tracking tightly or anything then. So it was more, uh, let's just do something, you know, let's do something I can enjoy. I think I attempted to make like a keto pumpkin pudding dish that I just remember when I took it out of the fridge, it hadn't really set. And it was more like a keto soup, like a pumpkin soup. And I was very, 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 very disappointed that I had no dessert on Thanksgiving, but I ended up surviving. Um, and like two weeks later, went into the hospital. So um, that was a great, a great season. Um, so obviously Christmas for me that year was very different because I was 
in the hospital trying to stay keto. I just remember this is something Miles and I have talked about already. I ate a lot of Halo Top gingerbread seasonal flavor, um, their protein ice cream. Uh, that was the one thing like my like I, I, I will say like when I was I was I've talked about this before, like staying keto in the hospital. It was a big deal. Like I ended up and actually my sister did bring me a plate from my family's Thanksgiving dinner. Like I had a little bit of my stepmother's meat dressing because I'm like, I'm in the hospital. Like I need, I need something real. So she brought me basically uh, turkey, vegetables and a little bit of that stuffing. And we had Halo Top gingerbread because once I discovered I loved it, she would get it because there was a Whole Foods right near the hospital. So someone would always go and get some to make sure there was some like in the little fridge on our ward. Um, and it got stolen a lot. I think we had like three pints stolen by people. Which is just awful in the hospital. Something with a note on it that says it belongs to someone getting stolen. Like I don't know, but anyway, I can't. I don't want to tangent on that for too long. But you know, John, you started talking about like you know how your your approach has had to change throughout your journey. But like Miles, I know like both you and I have gone through different levels of different types of keto, like in terms of tracking, not tracking, that sort of thing. Like, so how have your approaches to the holidays changed as your journeys have continued? Well, I mean, yeah, so I, I think it's changed a lot. And I think one of the things that um, is true that some people don't want to admit is I think the longer you focus on dieting attrition, the more obsessive um, you can be and the more of it, it can be stressful and negative. Like I actually was thinking in preparing for this podcast, thinking about all the past holidays and the farther back I go in time and the earlier in my journey, the less stressful I remember feeling about them because it's just like, oh, I'm just not eating bread. It's kind of how I started, right? To periods of time where I'm actually like trying to cut during a holiday, like lose weight, like yeah, more periods of time where I'm in maintenance, periods of time where I've been bulking. And so I've gone into holidays where it's like, oh, I'm trying to put muscle on. So it's like, there's no limit. I'm going to eat to like, I'm just uncomfortably full. Or there's been times where I'm like, oh, I, this is my calorie goal. And oh my, what if someone like brings out eggnog, you know? So I've had different times where uh, whatever my goal is, has really shaped how I've approached it mentally and caused different kind of stress. And so I think um, in the past, what I've done is just try to approach the holidays with like, what are my goals um, this year? How am I going to handle this? And then make a decision. And I think I've just learned from trial and error, like what's the best approach for me? And I think it depends on, um, you know, the individual. But for me, I think the sooner you make your choice of what you're going to do, the better, because over time, I feel like the mental stress is is something that can't be ignored. Because if you say like, oh, I can't, I can't overeat on this holiday. What happens if you overeat? You just beat yourself up. Or if you say, I can't have X or I can't have Y, and then you crack, you create, you crack, and you have that, then you just beat yourself up. And so I think it's far more important to um, say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm either going to let myself have this or not. And then, then once you've made that decision used your past experience to help you get there because i know for, for me for example i think i've talked to you about this for me like some people their their their, their strategy is not to eat before, until they get there um so they have room and some people's their strategy is to eat before they go so they're not that, that they're not hungry i've learned that if i eat before i go somewhere i'm still gonna eat when i get there and i learned that <laughs> from, you know i learned that from oh, trial, yeah. trial and error so i i know that like oh i can't just like have my own food before i get there because then i'm still gonna have the pie when i get there so I've approached it with like, yeah, from what's failed in the past and then come up with a plan for how I'm going to tackle the event. And I think you're right. Like, I think a big thing like for me that's ha always happened that I learned very early on is like, I have to have a plan when it comes into holidays, yeah, like have what I'm going to do in place. But it doesn't really matter what that plan is. Like, I know, like, I've already started to get this season, like DMs from some people that are like, 
I'm going to cheat on Thanksgiving. Is that okay? Tell me that. Is that okay? And I'm like, whatever you plan to do that day is okay. Like actually this morning, one of my, one of, one of the guys I'm connected to on Twitter posted that for the first time in like four years of his keto journey that he's not going to stress about what is actually on the table at Thanksgiving. And he's going to eat what he feels like eating and enjoy the day with his family and his kids and then move on the next day. And I, I just really feel like that added, like having knowing that you have that attitude going in, whether you're choosing to stay strict. Like last year, I was I had literally just started working with with the keto road a few weeks before Thanksgiving. So I went into Thanksgiving with measuring spoons, a measuring cup, and a, and a food scale. With me going to the Thanksgiving day, table, and I weighed turkey and I measured out everything I ate. And like I had brought, I made a couple side dishes for the family, but I had already pre weighed my portions and cooked them separately. So I had like little containers that I brought to the table. You know, I was that person at Thanksgiving dinner and I was okay with that. And my family was okay with it. Like my family is fantastic with these things, but I think the, the important, like, so like this year, my approach is different. Like, I think it's just knowing that you have like miles, you hit it, you know, a big thing on the head is like being okay with your plan, accepting that's what you're going to do. Just remove so much of that stress. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah I, I agree. And, and it doesn't matter. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, I was saying like I mean I agree. I, th I think I think people forget about the what how how important like this is mentally. People focus on like the the weight loss side of it, right? Like I'm not gonna be up or down on the scale, but they discount like how much stress and thinking and analysis plays into it. And we can come back to that when we talk about mindset. But I think that's just so important. And like if you make the decision, the sooner you make that decision and come up with a plan, like it relieves a lot of the stress that's building up the day that makes the day more like daunting. Hmm. What what about you, John? When it comes to those the different approaches you've taken now, like is there? I know you I know you started to get into that, but I just wanted to make sure if there's anything else you felt like. Was... Well, I mean, like I just feel like leading up to the holiday, it it all the it it all comes down to how you label everything um, mentally. Um, like if you are that person who um, walks into the situation and you've already stretched yourself out about it, like you've already walked into your Thanksgiving meal knowing that um i'm not going to have carbs and you're stressing out about that i feel like that is going to change your whole day rather than you just knowing hey this is the lifestyle that i've chosen this is how i eat on a normal basis why is today because today is labeled as a as a some crazy day going to change how my lifestyle is so in in the beginning when uh when i first got the sleeve um like you said that whole first time around that was me at the at the dinner table with the with the measuring spoons and the scales and making sure that I wasn't overeating and stuff like that. But then as as time moved on, it um, I had just gotten used to my lifestyle, so I knew before you know heading into my family's house. Well, this is this is how I eat on a normal day, so this is how I'm going to eat today, and nothing is going to change that. Like me personally, I don't really eat potatoes, so just because today's thanksgiving i'm not gonna have a bowl of mashed potatoes not because the holiday dictate di uh, excuse me dictates that to me um i'm going to stick with my high protein low carb and you know i'm still going to enjoy the day um because that's my lifestyle you can you know i've said it on past podcasts with you i don't like to label things as a diet because i think that your mind is just going to go crazy um and why take away the time with your family and and making memories and enjoying what is supposed to be a nice day and making yourself just stress about eating all day 
you know, I just feel like it takes away from the whole element of what the day is supposed to be about. Yeah, and I can talk about um, one thing that's that's maybe unexpected a little bit about this, but so I think a lot of people go into the holidays with like stress about their like their diet, right? Like they're on a low carb diet or whatever diet they're on, right? And their goal is to like, oh, I got I don't know how I'm going to handle this holiday. Over time, I've I've been in periods of time where my approach to the holidays is like, oh, this is my cheat season. So how much carbs can I eat? Um, and and thinking about the opposite side is like how how uncomfortably full am I going to be on Christmas? And like almost planning obsessively for like my carb day. I I call it carbmas because like for for fortunately for like three of the past Christmases I've been like like you know at a healthy maintenance weight at, on Christmas and not necessarily trying to lose weight. And so I've gone into them like oh I'm going to have everything that that I see every single carb and then I get obsessive about it and then stressed out thinking about all the things I have to be able to eat now because I'm never going to have them for a year. And that's just as stressful because then it becomes about right. this, this, this whole food thing. And I'm worried about, Oh, is this too much? Or, you know, then you get kind of guilty about it. And that was an equally negative emotional stress, I would say. Oh, for sure. And I think that like, for me, I, I think one of the biggest, cause one of the things I'd like us, you know, to, to start talking about too, is like, so, because I know I get questions, and I know I, Miles, you and I have talked about people asking you. So, how are you approaching the holidays yeah. this year? So, we'll we'll start talking about that stuff. And I think for me, one of the things that I've really come to learn the past couple months is like I used to be really afraid of the holidays when I was, you know, trying to lose weight. Like I used to, because there was such importance on the food to me, and that, like you were saying, Miles, like that idea of like when can I ever see this food again? Like, I, you know, Fomo. and I start to think about. Like I, oh yeah, and like my step, like my stepmother's meat dressing. I didn't have any of it last year because I was I was counting so strictly that this year it's probably something I'm going to have some of, and I'm just going to enjoy it and move on. And I I think this. So for me, like the one of the big changes this year is I'm not going into the holiday afraid of the food. So and I, so I don't feel like I have to worry about the food attacking me. You know, right. if that makes sense. Like the mm -hmm. food isn't going to be there taunting me because. If I want the food, like if I decide I really want the food, I could have the food. Be, like, but I can also make decisions to have other things. Like I'm making a keto stuffing. Someone actually asked us in one of the question boxes, how am I making the keto stuffing? Google keto stuffing. Google keto cornbread stuffing. There you go. That's going to give you <laughs> the exact recipe I'm using. So uh, we're not going, we're not spending 10 minutes in the podcast going through that recipe. I'm sorry, dude. Um, but I think like, I'm, I, you know, I'm going to have some things there that I know I will. And it's things that I know I'll really enjoy, like Brussels sprouts with bacon. I freaking love that. So like for me now, like I'm going to make sure that those are there at the on the holiday table. Like, but I'm I'm not. And, and it is. Yes, it's a gift. Like, Miles, you were saying, like being able to be in the, the place of maintaining or not worrying about what happens on the scale the next day is a very different headspace to be in going into the holiday. And I we are going to obviously when we when we talk deeper about tips and mindset, get into like those people who are just starting or who are in the thick or are feeling stressed out about their journeys. Like, but I think where I'm at, like to speak to where I'm at right now, I'm just trying to address, inter, uh, go into the holidays, not stressing out about how much am I going to have? Like, I know now that I don't get so triggered by the foods that I have to shove it in until I'm uncomfortable. Like I know, you know, I can have like, even just, you know, it's a separate tangent, but like, I had a serving, you know, I had some ice cream yesterday, some keto ice cream. And in the past, when I've had that exact ice cream, it's made me just want to eat more food all day. Like that's, it's triggered me that way. And I yesterday had it and was like, okay, I can move on with the rest of my day now. Like, I think, it, I think that's something that's important for people to hear 
is because I think there's some people that who have had died and failed and died and failed. I know it used to be me who think there's no way for your relationship with food to ever change. And I honestly feel like in some ways it has changed. There's some ways that it hasn't. And I'll be on, you know, realistic and honest, but there are some ways and some perspectives I have on food now that are just different. And I think that affects how you go into the holiday. Well, I, I, I also think the longer you're in this, the more it's going to change year by year. Um, you know, it's, it's all a learning experience. So like for me, I feel like this is going to be one of the first holidays where like Miles and you said, I really don't care about whether the scale is going to fluctuate or not the, the following day because I'm, I'm at a weight where like I'm extremely comfortable. I'm at the lowest I've ever been. So, and coming off the tummy tuck and everything. So I just don't really care, but also in the same token, like I'm not going to go into the holiday. Like I need to eat every carb in sight because that's just not how I am normally on a day-to-day basis. So, um, I feel like you get more used to the way that you live your life going through the holidays, you know, going through a weight loss journey, you get used to the way that you have to do it year by year. You know, whether you're maintaining, whether you're bulking, whether you're losing weight, you just kind of, you just got to find your groove and know what you, what you're looking to do. Um, but also if there's that one food that you know, you're not going to have for a whole year that is only made on that specific day, nobody's telling you, you can't have a spoonful of that food. I don't care what it is. You know, when you, when you take away something, you're only going to end up binging on that one thing eventually. Exactly, exactly. I think that's that's a really important point that I want to come back to. So, yeah, you you take away the the, the carrot from the horse, the horse is going to stop moving. Yeah. You know. What about you, Miles? I I'm not sure, Miles. We haven't really talked. If you have a plan for Thanksgiving this year, so do you do you have any plans? Yeah, I, I do. Um, I would say, I think. I think I just I learned a long time ago. Um, it's important to have a plan. I'm I'm just a planner in life in general, right? And that's actually one of my one of my faults is I don't handle impulse very well, or not impulse, but like being more impulsive. Um, where people like say, "Hey, you know, do you want to do X?" So I'm like, "Well, I wasn't planning on X, so you know, more likely to say no." So for I've always gone to holidays with some sort of plan or understanding. Um, and in the past, um. Thanksgiving has always been easy for me when I've been keto because I don't like most Thanksgiving food. There's like very few things on Thanksgiving that I'm just like, oh my God, I got to have that. And in my family, um, like, or every family I've been in, Thanksgiving's easy because there's always some sort of protein around, right? There's like a turkey, there's someone's got a ham, you know, there's going to be some veggies, you know, it's, it's pretty easy for me to, to like go, go to a Thanksgiving, find something that I can eat and then ignore all the stuff that looks gross to me. So I've never really um, had a problem with it. This year, um, you know, my parents are divorced and they, um, they're they friendly. Sometimes they get together, but usually they're separate, right? I'm going to do things with my mom. And I just finished um, a, a, a cutting phase. I'm going into like, you know, a maintenance phase. And so for me, like keeping the scale down is not necessarily the number one goal. I mean, obviously I don't want to go off the rails again, but I'm going into it with a different men- mental space. And this year I've decided... Um, keeping it low carb because there's nothing that at Thanksgiving I necessarily really want. I mean that that has carbs in it, but I'm not going to worry about like tracking or um, you know oh am I eating too much pie? So my mom's going to make you know a keto pumpkin pie. I'm I'm making a protein dish and we'll have some veggies. And my focus now is enjoying Thanksgiving with my mom. My mom is getting older. You know I'm not I'm not trying to be cynical, but I don't know how many Thanksgivings I'll have with her in this capacity in the future. 
where we can get together and cook and have fun. And so my, my goal is to just be there and enjoy my time with my mom. And if she has pie, okay, I'll have some pie. But the flip side of that is I'm not going to go there and be like, oh, there's keto pie. I get to eat this whole thing because it, it's in front of me. So I'm going to go into it with like, just be present, enjoy your time with your mom. If there's a, some pie that you want to enjoy, have it because you're enjoying it. If it's not very good, don't eat it just because it's keto. And that's my approach this year. I'm not going to worry about like how many carbs I'm having. Is there like, you know, is there too much like fiber in this pie or is that green bean have like some gravy in it? You know, because that's taking me out of the moment because, you know, as important as to stick to our diets, thinking about like calories and, and macros actually does take you out of the moment. I don't care what anybody says. I don't think, you know, I'm not saying that you that you we don't have goals sometimes, but but thinking about calories, carbs like weighing stuff that takes you out of the moment, no matter what anyone says, it's hard to be present when that's in your mind, like when you're worried about that. So my goal is to try to be more present, enjoy what's in front of me, enjoy my mom while I can. I really like that. Um, I really like that a lot, actually. Uh, I think we forget while going through the weight loss journey that, that we kind of, we we're not present for kind of these things because we're so hung strung over, you know, meeting our goals and, and what we have to eat and what we can eat and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, for anyone listening, don't forget to be present during the holidays because I know there's there's definitely been times where I I felt that I wasn't present because I was so worried about um, either eating something or not eating something. So definitely definitely don't waste the day and and be so anxious about what's going on on the table. Yeah. And like, we'll come back to it earlier, but Gourmet, you said people ask you questions about, are you going to cheat in the holidays? And some people have messaged me saying, oh, like, how do you handle Thanksgiving? And I say like, well, like, why, what is, why are you at Thanksgiving? Are you there at Thanksgiving for Oreos? Or are you there because you're for, for the people? Like, what's more important to you? And be honest, because some people don't like their family and they really want to eat food. But if they're there, if they're there because they're there for their family, well, then focus on your family. You know, don't like the, the Oreos are always going to be there. So focus on being present with like with the people that you may not be there. But it may be Thanksgiving is an eating holiday for you. And if that's the case, then own that. And I think honestly, like and this is somewhere like I think there's I think being present is important and being present for people is important. But I also think that if you acknowledge like I think of like those holidays that I was, you know, the, like last year when I was tracking really tightly. Like I was working heavily on my relationship with food and Thanksgiving yeah. was a big day where my relationship with food is screwed up, mm -hmm. like really, really screwed up. And so did I need to be a little not present in the moment uh, for, you know, the, the sphere of the holiday in order to make sure that I got myself through? I did. Yeah. Like, I, and I think it's, I think it's okay. Like, to, I think it's important to look at where you're at. And I don't think either of you are saying anything against this, but I think it's important to look at where you're at in your journey. Like mm -hmm. if you are, if you're just getting started and you know, you can't control yourself around certain foods, like you just accept that reality. Don't put yourself around those foods. Oh like yeah. Figure out oh, a way yeah, to definitely. like, and, and I think it's important. Like, and, and I think then it's okay. Like to know, and it's, and it like miles, you said, like we have goals sometimes, like if your goal really yeah, is exactly. to stay strict through the holiday, be okay. Like, I think that's what we're saying is like, be okay with what your plan is and don't, don't stress out about how that plan will impact it. Because I think it is possible to, you know, be as present as you can be when you're still focused on other things. But you're right. There is a, there is a trade-off. There's a trade-off that we make 
just decide if that trade-off is worth it to you. And if it is for this, you know, for that holiday, then go run with it and be okay with it. And don't, don't be guilty if you feel like your plan is going to make your holiday restrictive food-wise. Yeah. Like, don't, don't feel guilty about yeah, that. But also, on the flip side, don't feel guilty if you've decided that, okay, I'm not, gonna, I'm not even going to worry about, like, the fact that I'm going to be eating mashed potatoes on top of sweet potato pie all day. Like, except that one day is one day. Yeah. It, but I, I think that – I think that – I'm sorry. I don't mean to keep cutting yeah. you off, Miles. I just want to get this out. Like, I, I think, like, for me, the problem wasn't that I enjoyed binging on Thanksgiving and binging on Christmas. It was that, for me, I had Thanksgiving Day. And then I always planned another meal mm-hmm. on th- the day after Thanksgiving and the leftovers. Like for me, my biggest holiday obsession, if, I, if you had asked me what my favorite holiday food of, of all time is, it's a, left, it's a Thanksgiving leftover sandwich. White bread, Hellman's mayonnaise, mm-hmm. cranberry sauce, meat dressing, bread dressing, turkey dipped in gravy, all shoved in your face, as many of them as you can eat. Like that's a big, and that's a big thing like in my family, like my dad, like, he barely eats during the actual meal at Thanksgiving because he wants to have a sandwich that night. Like, it's a big, big thing. And so, like, I know for me, like, I would make a turkey of my own to eat most of it the next day and then have leftovers all weekend and kick off the quote-unquote season. You know, start start waiting for those days when the Thanksgiving candy goes on sale and the Christmas candy goes on sale. Like, if instead I'm letting I'm letting the reins loose for one meal on one day, I still have 364 other days of the year to pull those reins back in. And I have the power and choice to do that. And I think before I wasn't in a headspace to acknowledge that I could do that. So that's why I had to approach the holidays from a more restricted place. Now I know that even if I do make an impulsive choice in the middle of the day on Thanksgiving, the next day is another day that I have, I'm I'm planned out and ready to go for. It's not continuing. It's not going to be this monster that grows. Yeah, I think that I think that's true. Like, I think what I was saying about the being mindful and trying to be present and how tracking takes you out of that. I think that's a trade off. And if you have to figure out what's what is more important to the time, and I think it is true that you we can have these strong goals. I mean, I had this summer, I, w- I was traveling and spending a lot of time with friends and still sticking strictly to my macros, because that was important to me. And that took me out of those moments. And I think you have to figure out, is it worth it to you? to be less present for your goals, depending on where they are, because we, you, we may be at different places in our journey. Like there's people who are just starting and, or there are people who are getting close to really important weight milestones and for them getting to that, that next level will keep them going. And that's more important mm-hmm. than the pie. But I think, you know, I said before, when I make your choice and for some people, Thanksgiving is eating holiday. That's fine. I'm not, I'm not, oh, yeah. uh, for, if, like for you, you want to be, th- there's a, that phrase Thanksgiving full exists for a reason. Some people like relish those moments and if they want to go into Thanksgiving and have everything they want, well then make the plan and stick to that. Just know that there are consequences. Like maybe you'll feel bad the next day, you know, but I know from personal experience, like, you know, like that even a bad day of of overeating isn't going to, or even a week for that matter, isn't going to derail me. Um, You know, like uh, last Thanksgiving, my mom made me um, uh, shout out to fat for weight loss, Aaron day in Australia. He has a couple recipes for, um, you know, low carb pies. My mom made me um, uh, a pumpkin pie and it was just me and my mom. My mom has one slice and I, I think I made prime rib and afterwards I'm like, oh, there's like, there's a, uh, there's like, you know, three quarters of this pie left. I better, I guess I better eat it. <laughs> and then the next day I was like, oh man, 
that you know like that's a lot of food it's probably an extra like, couple couple thousand calories because keto pies are just so fat fat heavy and you know i really overate it and didn't feel say feel great but that was one day you know i was and i just moved on and it didn't didn't derail me and replace that keto pumpkin pie with ice cream or something with carbs in it same thing as long as you don't let that one day derail you but um know that it it probably will derail you a little bit cuz the scale will be up and if you're willing to take that then then do that yeah i think you, i think you need to like accept the card that you're going to play exactly you know? um no matter no matter what that card is, if it's staying away from carbs, well then you need to you need to stick to that. Stick to whatever you're telling yourself before you walk in the room, and just know that it's going to be a trade off. So if you're not if you're going to focus on not eating the Thanksgiving meal, well then focus on bringing something to the conversation. So there's something for you to do other than eating, because yeah, the day might be about eating, but the day is also about spending time with your family and, mm -hmm. and, and making the memories. So if you're, if you're not bringing pie to the table, well then bring good conversation or bring a game or bring something, yeah. something that's going to take your mind off of everything else that's going on. That is, is, is not what you want to do. That's not going to hit, make you hit your goals because at the end of the day, you know, your goals are important. No one's saying that your goals aren't important, but if you're going to obsess over the fact that if you have, um, one tiny slice of pie or some mashed potatoes or whatever, well, then you need to accept that before you walk in the room and know that you're not going to go near it as hard as that may be, but don't let it take away from the rest of the day. Yeah. Like, the, you know, John, um, John, that reminds me of what you said about bringing something to the table, you know, Gourmet, um, we know our friend, John Shane. One thing he told me once is, you know, obviously there's going to be, there's going to be events that, you know, food, where food is a big part of the event, you know, but he's like, the food shouldn't be the focus. The people should be the focus and there's food there that you're enjoying. And so focus on the people. And so maybe if there's an event where there's a lot of food and normally you'd be, you'd be more, more focused on like, Oh, look at this, look at this, look at this, this dish. Well, look at the people, like, what are they wearing? Like ask them about their clothes. Like, you know, take some time to like get to know people on a level that you may not have uh, even thought about before, you know, and then, like, focus on them and grow your connection with them. A thousand percent. What about you, Gormy? I was I was hoping the dogs would quiet down. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I can't do anything about it's them. Okay. Unfortunately, oh, they no, live no, here I, too. Oh no, it's okay. I can I can cut that out. I was just I was letting I was taking a pause on purpose. No, um, I know. I'm, I'm just I'm just busting uh, your chops, bro. Oh, for sure. Um, no, I, I I think you guys are right in terms of like thinking about like our different approaches and there's a reason I had, I, I specifically thought about the two of you being on this episode because one, you're, you're two of the most motivated, motivated people I know. I and you're also, you're also two of the most opinionated people that I know. <laughs> so I, I knew, well, because I knew like one of the things, and I think there's a lot of people, like I've talked to some other podcasts, like a lot of the podcasters, like everyone is talking about like how to help people during the holidays. So I want us to act kind of switch gears like from our like we've started to kind of get into like general mindset tips and things along those lines. But let's move into so I want us to get into talking about, you know, helping helping other people because we both we all have have, you know, different followings on Instagram. Right. We exist, you know, in different communities and and deal with people, you know, who are are going into this the holidays with some of that anxiety. So I've I've actually gotten some questions from people. And then I also want to, you know, we'll, we'll, I think we'll maybe we'll start by going through those questions and then we'll talk about other questions that maybe you see from people. We're going to get into, you know, mistakes we think we see people making with what we're here seeing them talk about already. And then also get into kind of our tips. So 
let's let's shift gears and start talking about these things. So one of the questions that I think kind of plays off ex- really well right from what we were just talking about is, so after losing the weight, the person asked, do you allow yourself any quote unquote regular treats now on the holidays? And, you know, I, I think that's something, I think there's some perspective in that question that I think our perspective on some of these things have shifted. So what do you guys think when someone asks you that question? Like, do you eat anything? Because like Miles at being someone who's keto and John, you're not necessarily keto, but I know you eat low carb and you also have some restrictions based on your surgeries. Like, do you allow yourself any things that will be considered off of your plans on the holidays? Um, yeah, I, I do. And I would say that, like, I, I, I've, been, I've been doing a ketogenic diet for a long time now. So I know how my body responds. I know it's the best diet for me. I know it's how I can control my weight. Um, but I'm not one of those people who says I'm never going to have carbs again, even like bad ones, like quote, unquote bad. I don't like that word bad, but like junk food, for example. And to me, um, I've evolved from, from when I first started, I, I really was into the cheat mate, cheat day mentality where it's like, Oh, this is a cheat and I'm going to be naughty to more like, uh, I want to have like low carb replacement foods to then when I lost all my weight and got into healthy, healthy, um, maintenance to more like, Oh, this is going to be a carb fest where I'm going to like intentionally go into the holidays or these events trying to make up for all the, the rest of the year where, I, where I'm not eating these things. And now my focus is like more on mindfully enjoying certain things. And I know um, if someone, I think it's totally fine to allow yourself to, like off, off plan food, whatever you is. I think that's the best way of thinking about it. this is off my normal plan. And I'm making the choice to go off my plan and have this for this reason. And is that reason, is it worth it to me? That's that's where my where my thinking goes. So, for example, at Thanksgiving, there's not a lot of food that's worth it to me. At the holidays um, or Christmas, there is a lot of food that's worth it to me. So, if someone's in the, in their weight loss journey, and like I think one one of the things that that people have is FOMO because there's holiday, there's all this special food like that comes out this year. And what I tell everybody is, most of this food isn't going anywhere. Also, just because it's Thanksgiving. Isn't, that doesn't mean that's the only day you can have pumpkin pie. If you want, you can buy, you can have pumpkin pie today. You can have it tomorrow. You could, you could have Oreo holiday Oreos whenever you want. So like you're, you, the food is not necessarily tied to that day. And just because of that day doesn't mean you have to have it. And so focus on like what's worth it to you on that day. And like, you know, Gourmet, you were saying earlier, for some people, like the food is an important part of it. And I, I get that. So if, if the food is important to you and you want to be able to enjoy it and you and it's part of the holiday i'd say you can accept that and do that and i've done it in the past and so i think a healthy relationship with food is being able to indulge in things that actually make you feel good or important to you um that come from the holidays like the example i would use for thanksgiving so my grandmother is passed right my grandmother made really really good lasagna again a non a non-traditional food for thanksgiving that most people don't have and my grandmother's hey, not Italian, but, over here yeah but my, my grandma's not Italian; she's irish but she made really good lasagna. And so um, there were several, my grandmother passed a couple of years ago, but there were several Thanksgivings that went, um, she was around and there my grandmother's lasagna was. And you better believe I was going to have my grandmother's lasagna because it, it was an important way for me to connect with her. It was delicious. It was like total, to, total calorie bomb, you know, sticks of butter or whatever and, you know, carbs in this. And, but that was an important food for me to be able to enjoy. But Oreos weren't. There are also Oreos there, but I can get Oreos in the corner store. You know, I can't get my grandmother's lasagna in the corner store. And so that's an example of a, of a worth it thing that's that's going off plan. Or for, for Christmas, like, even though it's something I could probably get easily, eggnog is something that I just have a very emotional attachment to growing up. And if someone has 
like really good eggnog and homemade cookies, I'll allow myself to have that, even though that's going to set me back and like, you know, spikes and sugar or whatever. I don't normally have like a lot of sugar or carbs, but I really enjoy that. And I can mindfully like have that off my plan. Um, and maybe in the past, I'd be like, okay, give me four cups of eggnog and a sleeve of Oreos, you know, because it's like, oh, it's carb fest. But, you know, now I, I think it's totally fine to be able to approach that and like, I want a glass of eggnog. I want this homemade cookie. I want um, this Christmas treat and be able to enjoy it, even if it's going to like make me gain a little bit of water weight or if I, you know, if you really eat too much, a little bit of fat. Right. I think a lot of it, like you said, Miles, is, is FOMO. Um I am one who I don't normally eat dessert um during my everyday life. Dessert has never really been like a big thing for me. But on the holidays, um sometimes I'll have like a bite of pie, maybe two spoonfuls of pie, something like that. And that's just to to like remind myself that I'm a normal person mm-hmm. and that that the weight loss it it doesn't define who I am because I'm very very big on that um I don't like I don't like that for this to define me I don't like that if, if my family walk into a room and they say oh well John's not going to eat that because John is doing XYZ well John's not going to do that because John knows that he has goals that he wants to make and it's not because he's torturing himself but there is the FOMO factor that goes into it like my my nonna now she she makes this uh it's called crema. So it's basically like a rice pudding that's super, super, super thick and gelatinous and um, very carb heavy, very sugar heavy. And I'll allow myself to have a small bite of that because I know that, you know, it's not going to come around again. And um, I'm not going to take myself out of that one little feeling of enjoyment mm-hmm. um, because it's it's not going to totally derail me. Now, I'm not saying, you know, when every pie comes out, you need to make sure that you have a spoonful of every pie because then then by the end, you've probably had like two pieces of pie or three pieces of pie and you probably weren't set out to do that in the beginning. So um, it, I think it all comes down to like knowing mentally what you, what you want to do, you know, and I keep saying that, but you have to make that agreement with yourself because if, if you don't, you know, you're screwed. I, I think that, that let, not letting yourself be controlled and defined and rigid like there's some give and take there, and I think that like you can go to a holiday event and and say, well, I don't even though I have goals and I don't normally eat pie, I want to sample some of these pies and give yourself a little bit of each. I just think you have if that's what your approach is going to be, make sure you have the experience that can inform that. You know, as I go back before, like use your your past experiences and failures to inform what your plan is. So, like for example, you know, Gourmet knows this very well um, about. You know, even though like I'm, I'm in a, I've been doing a low carb diet for years and I'm in a place of where I have a healthy body weight and I'm in control of myself. There's, there's one food item that I still struggle with to this day. And it's not a carb, it's nuts. Like, so if there are mixed nuts out, like I struggle to not mindlessly eat them. And so, for example, if I went to a holiday event, I know from personal experience that once I start eating nuts, I'm more likely to keep eating nuts. And so if, if I have a goal that day of like, oh, I can't eat too carbs or eat too many calories, I'm not going to have any nuts because, you know, odds are I'll overeat that day. And so if you, I can go into a holiday event and there could be every single like flavor of donut and cake, I can have a bite of each of those cakes and stop. I can't do that with nuts. That's my, that's my problem. So if you know from the past that you can't stop eating carbs once you start, well, then you should be prepared for that to happen. But if you can totally go in and have a little bit of bites and know that this is, this is off plan. 
I can handle this, but I'm going to try everything that I'm only going to get to try this year. That's probably the best case scenario for you. Maybe you'll get to try all these foods that you'll never have and it exactly. won't, won't derail you. So if that's what you can do, then do it. And and I, I think for me, like I've mentioned, my my stepmother's beat dressing a lot. I'm going to eat some of that this year. And if I eat anything else, I eat something else. I'm not. I think like you're talking about, it's perspective. And so but this for me, what I what kind of also comes up when I think about this plays into one of the other questions that we got. Uh, it's actually two questions that I think are pretty similar. And one of the, one of them was, how do you deal with critical and judgmental family members at the holidays? And what are the best ways to get family members to respect and accept your choices? And I, I think for me, what what starts to come up is like the idea of missing out on food for the holidays isn't just something that we think about. It's other people yeah. can't think about living without those foods. So when they see you living without them, they judge. They you. get war- they get war. They don't just judge. I think there's actually concern, like not concerned, like oh my god, you're gonna die, but like. Is he getting the full Christmas experience if he's not having grandma's pie? Is he yeah. getting the full Thanksgiving experience if he doesn't have – like I think people have – they build those – especially you know, parents and people along those lines. Like they build up in their minds that these things are so t- innately tied together that when you say, I'm fine without it, they don't necessarily trust that. Because one, I don't think they think that they – and they probably wouldn't even want to admit this, but they can't be fine without it. Like right. I, I think that's something that, that comes up a lot. Like. Like, I've had some different members of my family. I won't necessarily call out who they are, but I've had them say, you know, do you think if we were to try to eat a little like you that we could lose some weight or we would be healthier? And, you know, I've, I, and, and I've said, yes. I said, but I don't know if you could do it because you can't live without pasta. And they immediately <laughs> are like, oh, yeah, I can't really live without pasta. And then, you know, like it was, we were, the next thing my dad said was, how much pasta do you make at a time for the two of us? So now I'm giving away who this is. And she's like, a box. And he's like, that's like 16 servings of pasta. Like, we, maybe we don't have to eat a pound of pasta each at a meal. Like, so, there's, there's, so I think that when they see, you know, you're not having the potatoes, you're not having the rolls, you're not having the pie, they think that you're putting yourself, like, I think, Miles, you might have been the one saying this, like, you're putting yourself into this place of torture. Mm-hmm. When really, I've, I, even when I was strict on, on, on Thanksgiving and Christmas last year, I was more than happy to be eating the food that I was like, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed my day. Like, I think it's okay. You know, I think it's okay to, to say to fit to even to pull that person aside. And that's, you know, try to start to answer the question. Like, how do I handle those people? One, two, two things. I'll say two things. One, I've stopped caring. <laughs> like I've, I've, I've on Like, and I know that that's hard. Like I, I'm not an uncaring cold person, but I don't, if someone's not happy with the choices I'm making on the holiday, that doesn't affect me. And I, I will, you know, it, it doesn't affect me at all. So let them be upset. And I'll say to them, if you want to be upset about this, go on ahead and be upset about it. But you're not changing what I'm doing. <laughs> also, I've, I've had discussions with, I, like, I've had to say to some people, like my stepmother specifically, just because, like, even the other night, like, when we were, the family was getting together after my uncle passed away, we all went to dinner that night. And I had already eaten most of my food for the day, so I had planned to have a very small meal with them. I was planning basically to have a bunless burger with a little bit of lettuce. Um, and she immediately was like, that's all you're going to eat? That's all you're having? Are you okay? And I'm like, I've already eaten today. I'm good. Don't worry about me. You know, don't worry about me. Worry about your plate. Focus a little. Like, I think people need to focus a little bit more on the plates of other people and less on, on you know, I mean, the plates of their own and less on the plates of other people. Well, I also feel like they're kind of talking to themselves, too. 
Um, oh yeah. You know, I feel like when, when family members are really judgmental of, of others that are, you know, on a weight loss journey during the holidays and they're always like, well, don't you need this? Don't you need that? They're, they're more talking to themselves than they are talking to you because they, they know that they can't do it. So when, when they look at you and they're like, well, how are you going without pie or how are you going without pasta or how are you going without this? What they're really doing is they're kind of having a conversation with themselves. Like they know that they can't do it. So they're looking at you as if like, well, if I can't do it, why can't you do it? Like, how do you have this willpower to, to go through this whole meal and not touch X, Y, and Z, you know? Yeah. So, For sure. so I think Gormy said he stopped caring. I think my problem is I never cared. Um, and I've tried to work on caring more about other people's feelings, but what I'll, what, what, I, what I always tell people is, um, the, the mantra you need to internalize is, is are other people's feelings about your diet and health more important than your health? You know, you know, maybe someone will be upset because of something, but your health is more important than their feelings. You know what I mean? And so much of this is, is projection, right? And Gourmet, like what Gourmet said is like, I think I'm an amazing point that is, 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 I think lost. And. He's saying that a lot of them are saying, like, are you, they think you're not having fun because for them, they can't imagine you not having fun unless you're doing X. And that's something I've really come to appreciate, not just at the holidays, but in general. So I'll go out with coworkers um, or even my girlfriend or other people who know that I do a low carb diet and we'll go to a restaurant and they'll see me order a steak and they'll be like, that's what you're going to get. You're not getting potatoes. You're not getting the side. And, and I'm like, no, this is good. And someone's like, well, that doesn't seem good. And I'm like, do you think I'm going to like torture myself or have something I don't want? You know, like I actually enjoy this and like, I'm, I'm getting a lot of value out of this. I'm having a good time, but in their head, they think you're having a bad time. They think you're not enjoying the meal. And I'm always trying to say like, no, like I'm, I'm a grown up. I'm capable of, of enjoying my, my meals the way I want to enjoy them. Maybe they're different than the way you would enjoy them. But like, just because I'm doing this doesn't mean like it's I'm sad or upset. And if, if I felt that way, like I would make, I would communicate that. And so people, a lot of people are at holidays or at hosts and they want to make sure everybody's happy and everything's perfect. So they say, and in their head, perfect means a glass of wine in your hand and a pie on the, on the plate and a full serving of food. And if you're not, if you're not giving that like mental image, you, they think you're having a bad time and they feel like your, their party sucks. And so you have to kind of like work with them and say, no, I'm having a good time. You know, I, I, I'm enjoying this for me. It's not about X, Y, or Z. Like I had a coworker once and there was a breakfast recently um for like a new hire and like or it was like a boss's day thing right and you know for breakfast it was just like your classic you know cliche breakfast of donuts and like danishes and eggs or whatever or not even not even eggs and like i walked in the room and there's one of my co-workers who's one of those like you know jealous um types and he's like oh no this food miles can enjoy ha 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 you know because he knows i do a low carb diet and i'm like oh i'm good man i'm, I'm not even hungry because i um had breakfast and he's like, I bet you wish you could like engage in all this. And I'm like, no, I'm good. And that coworker is really like, like they, for them, that was a fun breakfast and they couldn't imagine somebody else not wanting or like really enjoying that. And the fact that someone didn't need that to be happy really bothered them. And so they're kind of projecting their own securities out. And so I think when like, don't attribute to like malice, what is insecurity and in a lot of people, a lot of people are, are insecure in, in their own world and anything that challenges that makes them uncomfortable. Or they have a vision of how an event should unfold. And if someone's not like in that vision, they feel that the, the event is a failure. So just do your part to reassure people. But just at the end of the day, your health is always more important than people's feelings. Like I think the, 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 the way I'll phrase, there's a, a cliche phrase, like, like don't 
don't set yourself on fire to keep other people warm. So that's how you approach. You don't don't sacrifice your well being to make them feel better. But at the same time, you don't need you don't need to be an asshole about it. I used to be an, more of an asshole about it. And so the, the the inverse of that is don't set other people on fire to keep yourself warm. Don't go in and be like, I'm on this diet and like I got goals and you guys are all like you know evil and like you know don't come in like that. Just say I'm sorry. This is this is the way I I eat because it makes you feel good. Um, this is why I'm not doing that. I'm here to spend time with you. I don't need this. And just stand your ground. Like establish firm boundaries because the more you your boundaries are firm and the more that you exude confidence in what you're doing, the more less people will challenge that. If they sense weakness, they're going to attack it. People just do it out of human nature. So, one of the other one of the other questions we got, I think, is pretty simple: is like best way to bring food to a family member's house. Like, I think they were wanted, wanted specific tips. Um, in a tupperware, yeah. Put it, <laughs> in your hands, put it, put it, put it in whatever container you have. If like they wanted to know if we had. Do we have a do we have a favorite cooler to suggest? No, I think you should um, just get a tubware and just write keto on it, and that's how you bring uh, it. So I, right. I, I actually I bring a lot of food to people's houses because I'm I'm a designated meat cook now. So I just I just have a cooler and I put them. I, if it's something hot, I wrap it in a towel and put it in the cooler. If it's cold, I put it in a different cooler. You have a hot cooler mm-hmm. and a cold cooler. I and I have um a I have a Patriots. Uh, cooler bag that I put my food in to bring to family's houses because the Patriots are amazing. So let's move on to the next question. Let's move on to the next question. Um, so that's honestly like to that kind of take, like we've got one other kind of question that I, I think is, you know, this, the, the, the last question from the, the actual real question, we got some, we, we did get some silly questions. We had someone that we know miles, um, a person whose name rhymes with male mm-hmm. ask, how many exogenous ketones does he need to take the, the day after Thanksgiving to deal with eight slices of pie? Mm-hmm. Um, I told him I told him that you would DM him personally on that to let him know. I have, I have um, personal experience. <laughs> what's that? Was that a keto joke I just missed? Yes, it was. Oh. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Don't worry about it. Don't right. worry about it. The, ke- the keto folk listening will chuckle. The non-keto people will just go over their heads, and I, I like things that go over people's heads. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, th- we had someone actually, it was, it was our miles. It was our friend, Aaron, 80 keto asked this question. And I think this kind of takes us well into this idea of other questions people are asking us and mindset tips, because he asked specifically, what are some mindset tips for going from holiday survival mode to holiday enjoyment mode when you're following an eating plan or trying to lose weight? Um, so I, I, th- I think I can speak to that because that's, that's where I am now because I'm no longer trying to survive the holidays. I'm trying to enjoy them. And I, I think I've had the, the flip side experience is that last, last holiday season, I was kicking off um, a bulking phase. And so I was intentionally trying to enjoy the holidays. Like, and I think the, I don't, I don't think that food, food is inherently good or evil. I think it's better to look at food as like it helps our goals or hurts our goals. Not that the food itself is, is, is right or wrong. And it's about your relationship with food. That's more important. So I think it's important to, if you're going to, if you want to enjoy the holidays and you want to have a mindset, go into it knowing that, you know, like you have to first go into it with the, the mindset of, I am free to do whatever I want. I'm choosing to do these things because I want to enjoy them. I don't have to, but I'm choosing to, even though I know it may make me go up on the scale or maybe set me back weight loss, but I want to be able to enjoy these moments. And I think it comes down to like mindfulness. So one of the things I struggled with 
was going from restriction where I can't have these things to like kind of almost a, a binge thing. Like, oh, it's holidays. I got to have every single cookie that I see. And then I think that's not healthy either. Just going from like, I'm not dieting anymore to like, oh, this is carb mist. I'm going to eat every single thing I can until I'm comfortably full. I think if you want to be able to enjoy the holidays in a way that's not not harmful, but like more meaningful is to like mindfully think about it. Like, is this actually good? Is this is this cookie actually a good cookie? Is is it something special or is it just a cookie from the grocery store? Is this pie that grandma made actually good or is it worth it to me to eat it because you know, grandma may not be here next year? You know, is is this um, this uh, this special like, you know, homebrew that my 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 uncle made um, that he only makes like, you know, once a year. Is this is this, I want to try this. Like, you know, what, what why am I eating this food? Focus on like, is this special and meaningful and something I'm going to enjoy, even though it's like decadent? I think that's the way you go into it. You go into it like wanting to truly enjoy things that that bring joy to your life and your family's life and not just because it's the holidays and that means you have to have it. I think that's a better uh, approach. Like like a lot of the stuff is always going to be there, but the memories, the people and the special stuff may not. And so go into it by enjoying those special things and kind of go from there. And I think that like, you know, in the past, what people struggle with is that you know, the holidays may not just be one day, maybe like a bunch of different days. Um, and like, you figure out like what's worth it to you. Like to me, I'm going to have, you know, some, some off plan stuff on, on um, Christmas, but I'm not going to have it every single like Christmas event. There's a lot of Christmas events and I don't want to feel like bloated and gassy for like three weeks straight just because it's all there. But if I have a couple of days where I feel uncomfortable because I had like some interesting home brewed beer and some, some, you know, Danish ice cream, well, that's worth it to me. But then that, that makes it about celebrating these special things rather than, um, you know, this like blowout because it's the holidays. John, what, what tips do you have for people in terms of like how to approach the holidays, like from a mindful, enjoyable perspective? Well, I mean, I really think that Miles kind of like hit the nail on the head uh, with what he just said. I mean, it, you have to be very mindful and you have to be present. I think being present is... Being present is what's really going to help you uh, reach your goals to the capacity that you're trying to reach them. And um, be mindful of the FOMO. Um, I think that the the fear of missing out is is the make it or break it kind of thing. So if, if, if you walk into the holiday knowing that, all right, I'm not going to have my aunt's uh, pudding. I'm not going to have my grandma's pie, but I'm going to have the turkey that my grandma made. Well, focus on the fact that you're going to enjoy the turkey and you're going to enjoy the time with your family rather than the things that you're not going to have because the not having is going to bother you and it's going to consume you the whole day that you're there and you're going to focus on the fact, well, I, I already told myself I can't have this, so I'm, gonna, I'm going to just like stress about it the whole time. I mean, for me, that's how I am. I'm a very like stressful person. Maybe that's just me. I'm, I'm anxious. So... If I, if I come in with a plan, like we all said before, and, and, and we know the expectations, we're more likely to hit our goals than if we just walk in willy-nilly like, ah, maybe I won't touch that. And then the next thing you know, you're, you're five peas of pie deep. Oh, that, I, I think you both – I echo everything that you both said. And the one thing that I would add is I think for me, a part of the planning and preparation for the holidays is – I like to be like a holiday prepper plan for the worst case scenario. Yeah, exactly. Like think, think about what is, so for me, like what is the worst thing that could happen on Thanksgiving? 
I go crazy and I eat mashed potatoes and I eat bread stuffing and I eat pie and I drink eggnog and I, I shovel Reese's peanut butter cups into my face. So what's the worst thing that happens? Like, what, what are the outcomes? I'm up some weight the next day. I'm bloated. I feel like crap. You know, one, really take yourself through, like, what will happen if you make those choices? Because I think that helps you make not make them. But two, just know that if that stuff happens, it it happens. And you have to be ready to not let it derail you. You have to have the mindset that, again, like I started to say this already, and I've said this on other podcasts, like, one day of the year is not going to destroy 364 other days. So if you take one one day and you do your worst that, and I mean, let's be honest, like I've gone into like how rapidly I've regained weight. I've put on 15 pounds overnight. Like, so say I did that again and I put on 15 pounds overnight. How much of that is actual weight and how much is water? Like know what, I mean, know what the potential consequences of your actions are and then plan accordingly. And I, I like this question just because he says, to go, how to go from holiday survival to holiday enjoyment. Cause I think that really was, that has been the evolution that's happened for me is like, I spent so much time worrying about how am I going to get through the holidays that I right. didn't worry at all about how do I enjoy the holidays? So I, I think really take, taking a minute for yourself, breathe and think, what do I need to do to make this holiday enjoyable? Not what do I need to do to get through it? Exactly. I think, I think that's the thing is like, you have to go for, at some point you go from, from, surviving to living to thriving i think it's important mm. to remember that maybe you don't necessarily go from surviving to 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 thriving overnight maybe you need a couple holidays where you have a couple stumbles to, to teach yourself what what how do i fail or what did i do wrong like for me i've had holidays where i was totally on plan and didn't cheat and enjoyed it i've had holidays where i was that i'm not going to do x and i actually did x i've had holidays where i was like i'm going to do whatever i want and then ate like way too much food. And so I have that experience to inform me about like what the, what the worst case scenario is. And I think that's important. Like that's what they teach in a lot of like psychology or like, you know, therapy things. I think like if someone is afraid of like afraid of something or has like PTSD or is anxious, they're like, well, what's the worst that could happen? Like, like, you, you, oh, you could lose your job, you know, and then you would, you would lose your job if you, that that's what happened. Right. So think about like walk yourself, to, like what the worst thing that could happen is, and then use that to inform you about, you know, what the reality is that way you're, you're kind of in a better mental space. Like, Oh yeah. So what if I, I I'm going to go on holidays. I'm not trying, I don't want to overeat. I might want to try some pie, but be prepared that, Oh, I may just have a bunch of pie and a bunch of booze and I may be up five pounds the next day. Now <laughs> on. You know, just, just be prepared for that. I think it's like you, it's important to have a plan, but the best laid plans, like, you know, to my quote, to quote Mike Tyson, everybody's got a plan to get punched in the face. So like, right. you, you could have a plan, like I, and I've been there myself where I've been to, like, I've been to, I've been to, I've had, uh, situations where there's multiple Thanksgivings in my family, right? Cause I have divorced parents. And so I'll go to my mom's house for, for the morning and my dad's house for the evening and vice versa. There was one Thanksgiving where I said, you know what? I'm only eating, um, like at one of these, one of these meals and that was it. And I got to the second house and my dad's wife pulled out some like homemade macaroni and cheese. And I was like, oh my God, I have to have this macaroni and cheese. And there, my plan went right out the window. And you sometimes that happens. And so you have to be prepared to 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 take the loss and dust yourself right. off and get back on your feet. I agree with Miles. For sure. For sure, you guys. So one of the things I, I did want us to talk about, too, is like in what you're hearing from people or what you're seeing people do or what you've seen yourself, you know, kind of like what you see people do during the holidays. Like what mistakes do you think people are making? 
Um, I, I think I think the number one mistake people make is um, I think like the the fear like like scarcity mentality. I think that lets them let let lets like that that takes control over them. And if they come from a position of fear and uh, scarcity, that lets them make poor decisions. And what I mean by that is they're afraid of the holiday. They're afraid of missing out. They're afraid of not having something. They're afraid of not being able to enjoy it. And that puts them like on their back foot right out the gate. And so it makes the holiday this stressful, shameful experience. And so that if anything does go wrong, it just compounds negatively and they beat themselves up. And they're not in a good mental space. So I think just being like in, afraid of the day of, of viewing like this food is evil and bad and not, not necessarily a choice. They, they're taking the agency away from themselves. They need to give themselves, they empower themselves and say, I have a choice. I, I can choose to do whatever I want in this holiday. And then reframing it that way, that is the thing that I'm on mistake. Is people, people, people have taken away their choice and power and made, made them put themselves in a position of weakness and scarcity. I agree. I, I totally agree with what Miles is saying, actually. Um, I actually can't really add anything to it. I think the the fear. Sure. Yeah, I really feel like the fear is 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 the answer there. Um, yeah. No, I really think he hit it on the head there. Oh, for sure. And I think that idea, Miles, like you were saying, that idea of power goes a little bit deeper for some people. Like the big mistake that I think I see outside of letting fear grip your plans, like, is that people use other people being in charge of the food for the day as an excuse to eat bad. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I think, you know, like I get, I get, I've gotten some DMS from people that are like, I'm going to my grandmother's house for Thanksgiving and there's not going to be anything there. I can eat. That's keto. What do I do? And my response is always, well, bring something you can eat. Oh, well, they'll get upset if I bring something. I'm and so I say, well, so is your, what's more important, your right. health or them being upset? Yeah. And if if your answer is them being upset is more important, suck it up and do what you're going to do that day then. Eat the food if that's what you're going to do. That's the choice you're making. Right. But if not, make sure that there's food there you can eat because there's two ways you can do that. You can bring the food or advocate for yourself. If someone is cooking for 20 people, they're probably making 17 different things because they know they're trying to please everyone. And they're just not thinking about what could actually be helpful to you. So in advance, say, you know, I could really use a green vegetable on that table. Is there going to be anything there this year that looks like that? If they say no, say, I'm going to bring something. Don't give them an option of saying, is it okay if I bring something? Yeah, bring it. Say, I'm bringing it. And then what happens? If, because if a family member is going to tell you to leave because you bring food to a holiday event, really? One, yeah. that's not going to happen. Two, that person's an idiot. Like, who cares about that person then? Well, for example, this year I'm actually going to do a, um, a, a alternative pasta version of mac and cheese. So I, I, uh, I haven't had mac and cheese in God knows how long. So um, this year I'm going over my girlfriend's aunts for the first time, and I know that they do a mac and cheese that I'm probably going to look at and be like, ah, I wish I could have some. So in order to kind of like not have pasta because I'm, I'm like four years strong of not doing it, I'm mm -hmm. gonna make a uh, a lentil pasta mac and cheese for myself, and it, and I'm gonna make enough that if anybody wants to try it, they're more than welcome to try it. But um, that's just something that I'm doing for myself because, I mean, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna take away from me eating. You know, at the end of the day, I still gotta eat. So I mean, you're 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 going to a holiday event where Thanksgiving is like the perfect example. I've always looked at Thanksgiving as like the potluck 
So like bring what it is that is going to help you meet your goals. And even if you don't think that people are going to really enjoy it, like you're going to enjoy it, bring enough for them to try because you don't know if they're going to like it or not. They could like it and they could think it's phenomenal and they can ask you, well, how did you make this? Because I want to make this now from now on. Yeah, I think I think the mistake that people make and there's a lot that stems from this is just you are you you control like like no one puts food in your mouth. You put the food in your right. mouth, right? Like, like mm -hmm. no one is responsible for what happens Thanksgiving except for you. You are responsible unless you're like a child locked in like a cage somewhere and being force fed. Like everything that goes in your mouth or doesn't is your, your control. And so at Thanksgiving, like Gorman, you said that someone messaged you saying, hey, there's not going to be any food for me to eat. Well, you choose what happens. You choose A, not to eat while you're there. You choose A, to bring your own food or you choose to eat while you're there. And so you kind of have to own that choice. And I... I think there's a lot of tips that can stem from that. Like what I've done is I will figure out, like always have a plan. Like I, I like do, do your research, figure out what's going to be available um, and adjust. Like I have um, family members now that are vegan and I know there's not going to be any meat available at certain holiday events. And so I can go in and just not eat or I can go in and, and just, Oh, I'm going to eat a bunch of like lentils and quinoa and stuff. I don't, I could make that choice. Or I could choose to bring something. So just figure out what's going on and how you're going to respond. Use your power to respond. Like no one's going to, like, you know, your health is more important than other people's feelings. You know, don't be a, don't be a, a, an asshole about it unless you have a horrible family mm -hmm. that you need to be. But advocate for yourself. Advocate for yourself. Use your agency. Ask, ask, you know, like ask people, say, can, can I bring something? Would you mind this? Like I have a diet, you know, and if they say no, well, then reevaluate that relationship. Like, why are you there? You know, if you have family members who are toxic and, and and horrible people, then, you know, maybe you want to have different family members. I don't know. Different friends and that's, for the holidays. And, and, but I, I think that that's a, a, a really good point, Miles. Like, if you're – because I know a lot of people listening to this podcast aren't just trying to lose that 10, 15 pounds to go to a wedding in December. Like, there are people that are working hard. Like, we are three people that literally saved our lives by losing weight. Like, let's be realistic. There are people out there that have hundreds of pounds to lose that are listening. And they're going to be making choices at the holidays to save their lives with food. So if you have someone who comes back at you for making those choices, think about the fact that they're coming back at you because you're doing something that is going to help you live. Like, that's a really important question to ask. Like, why? And I would say it to them. I would say, like, do you understand that forcing that pie on me is putting a gun in my mouth? So do you want to keep doing that? Like, and I've been dramatic and I've said that to people before because that's me. But I, I, I really just think that idea of like evaluating, like, what are the situations you're putting yourself in uh, and and what do you what are the choices you're going to make? Know what your choices are and just make them. So I want us to there's a couple things like I want us to get to. Like, we've been talking for a long time and I want us to get into some real kind of like tip tip questions to help people who are thinking about how to plan their holidays, like not just mindset approach. But, you know, what they're, you know, just tips that you guys have. So I, I've thought of like the different kind of levels of holiday dieting. And we're just going to go through some questions about that. Um, and then we actually are going to have a very special holiday version of the Fat Guy 5 to end the episode. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, but first, I, I want us to, to speak to the people out there that decided last week they're going on a diet. You know, mm -hmm. that decided to like, or like John said, like, had their weight loss surgery five days before Thanksgiving, you know, someone who's in that place of it's barely been a week that they're into their journey. And now it's time for Thanksgiving. Like, what is your one big tip to that person when it comes to approaching the holidays? 
Um, my one, my one big tip to someone because I, I started my weight loss journey in the holiday season. Um, I think my one tip, and uh, I think I'm fortunate in that I, I'm looking at this in the long term, right? But it's you don't need to be perfect. People always say like, "Oh, I want to do keto. I'll do keto next week or next month." So I got to like get my plan together and like clear out the pantry and buy stuff. And I was like, "No, next meal you just don't eat carbs." And then if you if you have some by accident because you don't know that there are carbs in that sauce, well, that's a, that's a learning lesson, right? So whatever you're doing, just try to make the next possible best choice. Like that's the like you don't you don't have to like go all or nothing. I think all or nothing is the is the mentality people have. And so don't go into the holidays with all or nothing if you're just getting started. Just do the best, make the best choice, not the perfect choice. And the more you make these best choices, they compound over time and you learn and you get momentum. If you only are committed to being perfect, when you screw up on Thanksgiving, you're more likely to say, I can't do this, I give up. And you never want to be giving up. You want to always be fighting. And so don't try to be perfect and don't be afraid of failing. I agree. What about you, John? Um, I mean, it's really hard to follow up after Miles talks because he kind of hits the nail on the head all the time. Okay, so so the next the next question, John answers first. Miles, John oh, okay. answers first on the next question, just so you know. And if you start to, it's, it, like, it, it's it, like you it, ask the question and I have my answer all figured out, and Miles just comes to the Well, you see, I I, I I am a lawyer by trade, and I always try to say speak first in court because I want to I want to sound smart and make the other person sound stupid so it's my job yeah man I feel like that's it my whole my fat guy forum career is over after this because Miles has taken the wind out of my sail no I think you're fine I think you're fine but we are in my court so <laughs> I'll shut him out I'll right, I'll, so shut, I'll shut your I'll honor shut him if out. I could have another question please <laughs> Well, let me give let me give my answer because th this is about more than just the two of you, um, and then we'll we'll move on. I think the other the other th like I think Miles, you hit it. Like one, especially if you are just starting your journey, you know, don't put so much pressure on yourself that you crack on the holiday. But also, be don't go in unprepared. Like if you if you've never gone into a holiday dieting before, be prepared. Ask the places you're going what the food's going to be, mm -hmm. and don't be afraid to advocate for yourself. I just think that's really important. Yeah, I, I, I still do that. I still do that to this day. I mean, I, I have multiple Thanksgivings to go to. I have the one that I planned for, but I'm going to one with my girlfriend's family, and I'm like, what's going to be there? Like, what are we doing? Is there going to be a dinner? Is it going to be standing around tables with food? I, I just want to know so I can plan. Like, what? what if I, do I need to bring something? And that's me. I'm six, I'm not trying to lose weight. I'm just trying to stick to the plan. And you, you need to ask questions, do your research. Okay, so we're going to move on to the next one. Uh, this is for John first, Miles. Oh, thank you. Okay. Yeah. This is, this is for ready. John. I'm so this ready. For, Let's do it. This is, this is for John. John, if, you, if someone out there is struggling with their ketogenic diet. Oh, fuck no, me, I'm, man. I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so, I, I, so we've talked to kind of like about the beginning and where we're at now in our journeys, like maintenance. But what if someone is kind of like feels like they've got a great rhythm going? And they're starting to feel like they don't know how to go into the holiday because they're worried about disruption to their patterns. Like, can they get to the gym? Can they eat the same food? Will they have the same exact macros hit? Like, how do you think, how do you, what is your biggest advice to someone who's used to structured patterns when they're going to go into this time of chaos for a little bit? Um, don't, don't ruin the pattern. Um, I know that that, that, that's kind of like maybe not the answer that you're kind of looking for, but 
if, if you're already in this groove and you already know the, what you can and can't do, uh, there's no reason to knock your rhythm just because of a day dictates to you that it's more a different Thursday than any other Thursday on the calendar. You know what I mean? Um, the, the, I, the idea of a holiday is, is great and, it, and it's fantastic. So if you're already in the rhythm, don't forget that the holiday is more than food. You can still hit, hit everything that you want to do. No matter if it's Christmas, Thanksgiving, a random Wednesday, you know, you still have, you still are capable of hitting your goals and, and the holiday is not going to dictate that to you. So again, uh, by bringing food that you know that you can eat, that's like the number one thing. And I know that there's people out there who, who, who feel like, oh, well, that's an insult to whoever's having the holiday, but it's not. It's more of an insult to you that you're not going to help yourself and you're leaving yourself vulnerable when you don't know if you can handle it on your own. Yeah. For sure. What about you, Miles? Um, so I think I think it's you have to recognize that while you may have a plan, a routine, things that you normally do, you have to be a little bit flexible and, and, and adapt. I mean, for example, today is supposed to be my leg day. I'm supposed to be at the gym right now squatting. Um, but sometimes you kind of have to make some sacrifices to do things. And if in the holiday, normally you're able to be totally in control, totally go to the gym, work out. Um, but maybe for a couple of days or a week, you have to like, let that go. Just, it's not going anywhere. You'll be able to, you're not, you're not going to lose all your gains in one week. I mean, I mean, like, you know, Gormy said earlier, one bad day of eating doesn't discount 364. Well, you can, you can do a lot of damage in one day, but re realistically a day or a week isn't going to be horrible for you as long as you have the framework in place to get back on plan. So just, just be confident that you'll get back on plan and get back on plan. You'll get back to the gym. Yeah, don't throw the exactly. Don't throw the whole playbook out the window, though. Yeah, just, exactly. Just for one day. Yeah, exactly. It just be, it just, it just know and, like if you're, if you, if an event comes up and you can't go to the gym or eat what you wanted, just say I'll do this tomorrow. I still have a plan. Right. And you'll get back on it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I think you guys handled that really well, so I'm not going to add anything to that. Uh, I do want to see like, are there other holiday tips that you guys have in general, or are there topics around the holidays that we haven't really tackled yet? Uh, and I want to let John answer this one first. Yeah. Because I just heard, I heard Miles inhale, um, <laughs> I, and I know, and I know what that means. Um, so, but is there is there anything else out there that we haven't talked about with the holidays that you you think that people should hear us talk about? Um, can you rephrase the question? I feel like that was way too smart for my unintellectual brain to uh, process. John, what haven't we talked about yet? What haven't we talked about yet? No, I think we really no uh, no. Honestly, I really think that we uh, we did a really good job of. Uh, of kind of painting that picture for everybody of the do's and don'ts of the holidays. So Miles, go ahead, take it away. Take that big inhale. And uh... I, I would say, I mean, just, just to, for some, if, I feel like one thing maybe some people will be looking for is just some general tips, just general tips and frameworks they can approach no matter what diet they're doing. I would say if you're, it depends on where you are, right? If you have been dieting um, and you're approaching the holidays, you're, you're nervous, well, take a moment to look back and think about where you failed in the past and what your plan is going to be and how you can apply the lessons from your failure to the holiday. So are you somebody who, like I said before, needs to not eat until the actual dinner so you don't overeat? Are you somebody who needs to eat before you go so you don't eat at the dinner? Are you somebody who's capable of moderating? Are you abstainer? So think, think about those experiences and use that to come up with a plan. Like I know from my experience, if I eat my own meal um, before the event, I'm going to eat another meal at the event because that's where I struggle with my control. Other people are totally fine doing that. So just know like know who you are and then use that to build the plan. And then 
make your choice and use that to build your plan. So uh, you could, it's totally fine to choose. I will not have carbs at this event if you are keto or um, it's totally fine to be like, I will have carbs. Just make your choice and then make a plan. I think the sooner you make a plan, the sooner you make the choice, the better. Like I don't, I always tell people who are like, I might, I might, I may like, no, yes or no. Like make a decision like might or might or may will drive you insane. It'll, it'll make the event stressful and it'll make, and the more stressed you are, like the worst decision, like there's decision is a, is a muscle that gets tired. Like your, 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 your ability to make choices. And if you're stressed out and you're overworked, you'll get to the event and you'll be presented with all these choices. And by like the fifth person to come with you with ice cream or pie, you'll just crack. And then you'll do that. And then you'll feel, you'll feel powerless and you'll feel horrible about the fact that you cracked. And so if you go into it less stressed and with more of a plan, you'll be more, more set up for success. For sure, for sure. I'm going to say the other thing that I think we haven't really gotten that into because I, it's, it, it, I don't think it necessarily was even appropriate yet is I know there are people out there that are like, I love pumpkin pie, but I don't know how to eat pumpkin pie for the holiday because I'm on Weight Watchers or I'm on keto or I'm on low fat or I'm on whatever. Um, Google. <laughs> yeah. It's, Google is really freaking powerful. Like, I, I, if you want pumpkin pie, and your keto, write the word pumpkin pie keto into that box. And I'm telling you, 300 recipes are going to come up. If you are on Weight Watchers and you want to have gravy, type in WW gravy and a recipe is going to come up. There are things out there. So like, don't feel trapped by your favorite foods. If, if you do feel like you can't control yourself around them, if you want to find alternatives, the yeah, alternatives yeah. exist. They are there. Like go on Instagram. And just look at the hashtag, you know, that, you know, find a hashtag that fits your way of eating and click on it. And you're going to find hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of posts and suggestions. And there's YouTube videos. And I think, again, it goes back to the idea of empowering yourself to be prepared for the holiday. Like, I remember go, like one of the first holidays I went into when I, many years ago when I was paleo. And, you know, so I couldn't have grains and I couldn't have anything you know, along those lines. And I was like, well, how am I going to, how am I going to make gravy? Cause gravy is really important at the holidays. How am I going to do this? And I discovered a recipe that involves pureeing roasted vegetables into the stock after you kind of cook your meat. And it makes an amazing velvety smooth gravy. That's fantastic. That I like better than regular gravy now. So you're going to make discoveries when you just put yourself outside of your box a little bit. Don't be afraid to and also, don't be afraid to experiment because also, let's be realistic, you're going to fail at some of these recipes, especially if they're wilder ones. Like, understand. And I will say this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this out there. This is, this is going to be controversial to some of our keto friends, Miles. There is literally no good keto gravy. No good keto gravy. There might be like good keto sausage gravy that you make instead with heavy cream and something along those lines. But there is no real thickener to use keto-wise that's going to get you ultra-low-carb and get you something that tastes like real gravy. Xanthan uh, gum, if you use... I was going to say, I, I, you guys use xanthan gum? Xanthan gum makes pudding. It yeah. It makes slimy, yeah. gross pudding. So what about yeah. almond flour? Almond, or am I like me, really wrong? Yeah, <laughs> let me finish. Let me finish. All right, I'm sorry. Both of God. you. Almond flour makes gritty oatmeal. Coconut flour makes gritty oatmeal. And if you start to use some of the other quote-unquote starches, it's not keto. Like it's it, the carb count shoots up. 
So I don't agree. Like, I don't agree. I don't, I think I've yet to find, I've tried dozens and I've yet to find one that I think actually works. Oh no, I know. I, I agree. I think there's, there's certain, there's, you can, you can like Google is your friend. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll make it easier for anybody. Like I'm, uh, my mom is probably making Aaron Day's keto pumpkin pie cheesecake. You know, that's an example if you want one. But I think for, for most of the things you, you want for the holidays, you can find uh, a keto friendly version. But I agree, like there are certain things that that the real thing is is like is much better. And maybe maybe it's worth having that. Like a couple of people have messaged me saying like, oh, like I'm looking for like, do you what do you think about like this or this? And I was like, I don't I, I'd rather have the real thing like but that has carbs in it. I'm like, well, the keto version is so disappointing. It's not even worth it. And like at the end of the day, like isn't the point of eating food is the food should be worth it, right? It should be worth it to us. It should be something we're going to enjoy, not because we can eat it because we want to and we can. Oh, for sure. For sure. Okay, guys. So that really, I think, brings us to the end of our uh, the advice portion of the episode. Unless there's anything else you feel like you want to get out there tip-wise. No. Um, I unfortunately do have to wrap up, though. I need to leave my house in the next five minutes. Okay, so we're... We're gonna very quickly. I'm gonna. I'll do. I'll do the the fat guy five holiday edition with with Miles. Okay. Uh, I apologize. No worries at all, man. Um. So, John, if yes. people have no clue who you are, and now they enjoy, um, you, uh, from this episode, how should they find you? You can find me on Instagram at j a r p s underscore journey. That's j a r p s journey, and. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm mainly on Instagram, so you can find me there. Drop me a DM if you have any questions, if you need advice, tips, or anything inside the holidays, outside the holidays. Uh, I'm there. Okay, everybody. So John had to go, uh, as you all heard, but Miles and I are here together to do the holiday version of the Fat Guy Five. Um, it's just I switched the questions up a little bit. Uh, to try to make them a little more like we're watching a, a, a Saturday night Christmas special on TV. Um, and But don't worry, Miles, nothing that's going to make you show that much emotion. <laughs> I know that's that's not a big a big thing that you enjoy doing. So, you ready for these questions? I am. Okay, here we go. Question number one. Um, we talked a lot about in this episode about Thanksgiving and Christmas, but what is your favorite holiday of them all? Like not between those two, but between every holiday throughout the year. Every holiday throughout the year, it's it's Fourth of July, and it's Fourth of July. It's Fourth of July. Again, most of the holidays for me are about being with people, and I just Fourth of July is uh, always been like a grilling, like you know, barbecue kind of thing. It's warm. Um, it's been like a fun holiday, whether I've been with family or friends. Um, I just love summertime. And I, I mean, I like fire. I just have a lot of, you know, from blowing up fireworks as a kid to grilling as an adult to, you know, just like just the whole that holiday always just brings me together with people I love. And so it's my third holiday. Nice. Uh, for me, the answer is simple. It's Christmas. I just love freaking love Christmas. Um, Christmas, is, Christmas is a close second. Close I mean, second. I love I love Christmas decorations. I love mm -hmm. Christmas music. I love giving people gifts. I love seeing people happy. Uh, you know, all that jazz. Um, question number two, um, thinking back to when you were a kid, uh, what is your favorite childhood holiday memory? Uh, my favorite childhood holiday memory? Mm. Um, I think my favorite, my favorite childhood holiday memory, um, and it's interesting because I was talking to my friend about this recently about video games. I, I played video games on and off my whole life, and 
Um, I struggle to make time for them these days, but I distinctly remember for Christmas, um, it had to be 1994 or 1995. Um, I woke up on Christmas and I got a Sega Genesis and that was my first video game. And, you know, we talked a little bit about it on the podcast, but I grew up with not a lot of like, you know, my parents didn't have a lot of money. I felt like kids at school had things I didn't have and everybody had Nintendo. So I never had a Nintendo. And I think my mom realized that was important to me. And my parents had, um, had separate, they weren't divorced yet, but they were like separated. My dad wasn't, wasn't, um, he was living in a different house. And so, um, I simply remember getting the Sega Genesis and then my dad came over, um, you know, cause I woke up at the crack of dawn and then my dad came over and came over with donuts, a box of donuts. And we, uh, I don't know why he brought donuts over, but we had donuts. I played video games and we opened the rest of the presents and it was like one of my happiest memories. And that's like just a pure, like get something memory. You know what I mean? But I just remember that was at the time in my life where I was like kind of probably upset with my, just being like feeling I didn't have is what other kids had. And that includes like a, a, a stable household, you know, to be honest. So I just distinctly remember that memory, like for one of the most prominent Christmases I've ever had. Cool, man. I, I think for me, I, I my immediate thought was thinking about like gifts. Like I think about the year I got the Voltron robots and Castle. That was a big deal. Um, and I also used to every Christmas get a box of. Uh, it was funny. Like it was probably the cheapest Christmas gift my parents had to buy, but it was always my favorite. I used to get a box of like construction paper, scissors, and glue sticks, and I just used to make stuff with it. Um, you know, all kinds of all kinds of crap. But uh, I think my real favorite holiday memory is as a little kid with my sister, um, when we'd finish the first night, we would decorate the tree, um, our Christmas tree. So it's a Christmas memory. Um, we would always lay on the floor because there was space because there's no gifts under there yet and stare up through the tree and basically kind of fall mm -hmm. asleep talking under the tree. And I think that's probably my favorite holiday memory. Yeah, I have lots of memory memories of, of setting up trees. And like there was a store in Seattle that's closed now that had trees called Chubby and Tubby and we'd go there. I, I, I think a lot of my memories about setting up the decorations too that's like it's like i said like for me thanksgiving i mean christmas is more about the festive part of it and the gifts and, and the stuff than it is about the food sometimes oh yeah and and the funny thing is like we had a fake tree as a, as kids so i have a fake tree now and i could get a real tree but i like fake trees better like i just mm -hmm. have all these sense memories about fake trees so it's kind of weird um question number three do you have a favorite holiday special or movie uh well i mean i don't want to be like the the pretend cool kid and say die hard um oh yeah die hard it's a christmas movie man um i mean die hard's pretty good but i'm gonna um reveal a side that uh, maybe people don't think i have and i'm gonna say that um my favorite uh holiday movie is love actually what you know, with all the all the Hugh Grant and all the all the singing and jokes and stuff, it's just uh, that's it's near and dear to my heart. I also really like plane trains and automobiles and stuff like that. But I I, I like uh, Love Actually because it's so schmarmy and dumb. I, I kind of like to lean into it a little bit. Understood, understood. You know, people are learning more about Miles tonight than they probably ever <laughs> wanted to learn. Uh, for me, it's uh, Bing Crosby's White Christmas. Oh, that yeah. was that's my dad's favorite Christmas movie. Um, it's not the holiday season until we've watched it a hundred times. He actually, I think has it on his DVR, um, from last year or the year before. 
And so we can just pull it up whenever we want to. And there are times during the summer I'll pull it up to watch it. Uh, and I think it's actually on Netflix or Amazon Prime now, so you can grab it pretty easily. But that movie, like, just gets me in the everything. So I, I think, I think special wise, uh, I I have a weird love for the Mr. Magoo um, Christmas Carol because I just have memories of being the kid that couldn't sleep the night before Christmas and staying up really late and sneaking to turn the TV on. And that being the only thing that was on TV. And it's this weird, very dark version of the Christmas Carol, you know, on this cartoon that's already about a man who can't see. And it just it, it just gets me all the time. But really, White Christmas is probably my favorite thing of all time when it comes to the holidays. Uh, I like I like the Christmas story like anybody else, but that's just like mm. beaten to oblivion by now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, we talked a lot about holiday foods that we love tonight and some that we're ambivalent about is there a holiday food that everyone loves that you hate hate's a strong word um but uh i would say you know i mean a lot of people are gonna crucify this but i don't like stuffing like it's on thanksgiving like so many people love stuffing and they're you know i have vegan friends who are like you know making the best possible vegan stuffing i detest stuffing bar none there we go um for me holiday food it's it's so hard because there's not a lot of foods that I hate. But actually, you'll find this interesting. I don't like mixed nuts. See, that's just how could you? You know, why you gotta do me like that, man? I don't like. I feel like there's just some nuts in that bowl that I don't like, and I pick around them. Like as a kid, I remember getting disappointed once I ate all the peanuts and cashews out of a bowl, yeah. and you're left with like almonds and macadamia nuts, and I was like, oh god. We know we 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 get along really well because I don't like the cashews and I love the almonds and macadamia nuts. See? So the cheese we just need to get together and split a split a jar of extra fancy nuts and I get the nuts I want and you get the nuts you want. We'll we'll make sure at KetoCon this year that there's some <laughs> fancy nuts around. And uh and it won't just be John. Um <laughs> He's the fanciest nut of all. Uh question number 5. Um uh, just to bring it back to what we talked about tonight, is there one last holiday tip that you want to bring back into people's minds or that you want to share with people? Like one quick thing you want to make sure they remember. I would say just make sure you're having fun. I mean, that's what the holiday season's about, right? It's about having fun. It's about enjoying yourself. And so make sure like, you know, like you don't want to just, maybe you say you have to survive the holidays. We talked about that, right? Like you're getting it, like holidays are stressful. We have family drama. We have, you know, work stress. We have ch children. You know, there's money involved, but at the end of the day, just try to have fun, you know, just try to enjoy it. I mean, why, why are we putting all this effort and, and anxiety into something that we don't actually enjoy? And so sometimes it just take, so take time to, to take assessment of everything in your life. Like if you have toxic family members, then, then don't spend time with them. You know, you, you get to choose what you, what, what you subject yourself to. So make sure you're actually getting fun and enjoyment out of the holidays and not just stress and anxiety. Um, I think that's perfect. So I'm not even going to add anything to that. I think that's a great way to, to wrap everything up. Miles, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. How can people find you if they want to connect with you? I'm on Instagram at Telecon, Telecron. Um, I'm also on uh, a member of the Keto Men's Club podcast on, on, on Facebook. Indeed you are. Indeed you are. So track Miles down in those various locations. I'll put links to all of that in our show notes. And of course, everyone, this is your host, Gourmet, wishing you a well-prepared but really happy present holiday season. I hope that you get something out of today's episode. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Gourmet underscore goes underscore keto on Instagram, at Gourmet Goes Keto on Twitter. 
thefatguyforum at gmail.com is always the email you can use to contact the show. And don't forget, in the show notes are going to be all of Miles and John's information. There's also a couple links in there for companies that I'm affiliated with, like Select Savory Seasonings and Redmond Salt, and even to get yourself some KetoCon tickets if you're thinking about going. So if you use those links, I get a little bit of kickback. So to show some support for the show, why don't you go on and get yourself some great stuff? Also, don't forget, if you're on iTunes, drop us a rating and a review so I can see how you think we're doing. Everyone, remember today, go do something to amaze yourself because you're amazing people, even if that just means you plan yourself an amazing Thanksgiving feast. We'll catch you all real soon. Mm-hmm.